0: Section 24 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shashank Jachmola. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1, Mammals, by Charles Lewis Cornish. Editor, The Bears. Except the Great Cats, No creature have longer held a place in human interest than the bears. Their size and formidable equipment of claws and teeth give the touch of fear which goes with admiration. On the other hand, they do not, as a rule, molest human beings who see them employing their great strength on apparently insignificant objects with some amusement. Except one species, most bears are largely fruit and vegetable feeders. The sloth bear of India sucks up ants and grubs with its funnel-like lips. The Malayan bear is a honey-eater by profession, scarcely touching other food when it can get the bee's store. And only the great polar bear is entirely carnivorous. The grizzly bear of the northern Rocky Mountains is largely a flesh-eater, consuming great quantities of putrid salmon in the Colombian rivers. But the ice bear is ever on the quest for living or dead flesh, it catches seals, devours young sea fowls and eggs, and can actually kill and eat the gigantic walrus. Everyone will have noticed the deliberate flat-footed walk of the bears. This is due partly to the formation of the feet themselves. The whole sole is set flat upon the ground, and the impressions in a bear's track are not unlike those of a man's footsteps. The claws are not capable of being retracted like those of the cat's. Consequently, they are worn at the tips where the curve brings them in contact with the ground. Yet, it is surprising that wounds these blunt but hard weapons will inflict on man, wounds resembling what might be caused by the use of a very large garden rake. Against other animals, protected by hair bears, claws are of little use. Dogs would never attack them so readily as they do were they armed with the talons of a leopard or tiger. The flesh teeth in both jaws of the bear are unlike those of other carnivora. The teeth generally show that bears have a mixed diet. Bears appear to have descended from some dog-like ancestor, but to have been much modified. Except the ice bear, all the species are short and very bulky. It is said that a polar bear has been killed which weighed 1,000 pounds. It is far the largest and most formidable in some respects of all the carnivora. The claws of the grizzly bear are sometimes five inches long over the outer curve. All bears can sit upright on their hams and stand upright against a support like a tree. Some can stand upright with no aid at all. Except the grizzly bear, they can all climb, many of them very well. In the winter, if it be cold, they hibernate. In the spring, when the shoots of the early plants come up, They emerge hungry and thin, to seek their food. Bears were formerly common in Britain and were exported for the Roman amphitheatres. The prehistoric cave bears were very large. Their remains have been found in Devon, Derbyshire and other counties. The species inhabiting Britain during the Roman period was the common brown bear of Europe. The common brown bear. Only one species of bear is found in Europe south of the ice line though above it, the white ice bear inhabits Spitsbergen and the islands of the White Sea. This is the brown bear, the emblem of Russia in all European caricature and the hero of innumerable fragments of folklore and fables from the tents of the laps to the nurseries of English children. Except the ice bear, it is far the largest of European carnivora, but varies much in size. Russia is the main home of the brown bear, but it is found in Sweden and Norway and right across northern Asia. It is also common in the Carpathian Mountains, in the Caucasus, and in Mount Pindus in Greece. In the south, it is found in Spain and Pyrenees, and a few are left in the Alps. The dancing bears commonly brought to England are caught in the Pyrenees. The queen's bear, so called because its owner was allowed to exhibit it at Windsor, was one of these. But lately, dancing bears from Serbia and Wallachia have also been seen about our roads and streets. In Russia, the bear grows to a great size. Some have been killed of 800 pounds in weight. The fur is magnificent in winter and in great demand for rich Russian sledge rugs. The finest bear skins of all are brought for the caps of our own Grenadier and Coldstream Guards. In the Alps, the bears occasionally visit a cowshed in winter and kill a cow. But as a rule, the only damage done by those in Europe is to the sheep on the hills in the far north of Norway. Tame brown bears are amusing creatures, but should never be trusted. They are always liable to turn savage, and the bite is almost as severe as that of a tiger. Men have had their heads completely crushed in by the bite of one of these animals. In Russia, bears are shot in the following manner. When the snow falls, the bears retire into the densest thickets and there make a half hut, half burrow in the most tangled part to hibernate in. The bear is tracked and then a ring made round the cover by beaters and peasants. The shooters follow the track and rouse the bear, which often charges them, and is forthwith shot. If it escapes, it is driven in by the beaters outside. High fees are paid to peasants who send information that a bear is harbored in this way. Sportsmen in St. Petersburg will go 300 or 400 miles to shoot one on receipt of a telegram. The brown bear, like the reindeer and red deer, Is found very little modified all across northern Asia and again in the forests of North America. There, however, it undergoes a change. Just as the red deer is found represented by a much larger creature, the wapiti, so the brown bear is found exaggerated into the Great Bear of Alaska. The species attains its largest possibly in Kamchatka on the Asiatic side of Bering Sea but the Alaskan bear has the credit with sportsmen of being the largest. A skin of one of the former, brought to the sale room of Sir Charles Lamson and Company, needed two men to carry it. Last spring, in the sale rooms of the same great firm, some persons present measured the skin of an Alaskan bear which was nine feet across the shoulders from paw to paw. The Grizzly Bears This is a very distinct race of brown bear. It has a flat profile like the polar bear. In addition, it grows to a great size, is barely able to climb trees and has the largest claw of any. They have been known to measure 5 inches along the curve. The true grizzly, which used to be found as far north as 61 degree latitude and south as far as Mexico, is a rare animal now. Its turn for cattle killing made the ranchmen poison it and rendered the task an easy one. It is now only found in the northern Rocky Mountains and perhaps in North California and Nevada. Formerly encounters with Old Ephraim, as the trappers called this bear, were numerous and deadly. It attacked men if attacked by them and often without provocation. The horse, perhaps more than its rider, was the object of the bear. Lewis and Clark measured a grizzly which was nine feet long from nose to tail. The weight sometimes reaches 800 pounds. Measurements of much larger grizzly bears have been recorded, but it is difficult to credit them. On a ranch near the upper waters of the Colorado River, several coals were taken by grizzly bears. One of them was found buried according to the custom of this bear and the owner sat up to shoot the animal. Having only the old-fashioned small board rifle of the day, excellent for shooting deers or Indians, but useless against so massive a beast as this bear, unless hit in the head or heart, he only wounded it. The bear rushed in, struck him a blow with its paw. The paw measures a foot across, smashed the rifle which he held up as a protection and struck the barrel onto his head. The men fell insensible when the bear, having satisfied himself that he was dead, picked him up, carried him off, and buried him in another hole which it scratched near the dead colt. It then dug up the colt and ate part of it, and went off. Some time later the man came to his senses and awoke to find himself dead and buried. As the earth was only roughly thrown over him, he scrambled out and saw close by the half-eaten remains of the colt. Thinking that it might be about the bear's dinner time and remembering that he was probably put by in the larder for the next meal, he hurried home at once and did not trouble the bear again. Not so was a Siberian peasant who had much the same adventure. He had been laughed at for wishing to shoot a bear and went out into the woods to do so. The bear had the best of it, knocked him down and so frightfully mangled his arms that he fainted. Bruin then buried him in orthodox bear fashion, and the man, when he came to, which he fortunately did before the bear came back, got up and made his way to the village. There he was for a long time ill, and all through his sickness and delirium talked of nothing but shooting the bear. When he got well, he disappeared into the forest with his gun, and after a short absence, returned with the bear's skin. The American Brown Bear the brown bear of America is closely allied to that of Europe. It was first described by Sir John Richardson, who called it the Barents Lands bear, and noted, quite rightly, that it differed from the grizzly in the smallness of its claws. The difference in the profile is very marked, the brown bear having a profile like that of the European bear, while that of the grizzly is flat. The brown bear of North America lives largely on the fruits and berries of the northern plants on dead deer, and on putrid fish, of which quantities are left on the banks of the northern rivers. Whether the large brown bear of the Rocky Mountains is always a grizzly or often this less formidable race is doubtful. The writer inclines to think that it is only the counterpart of the Northern European and the North Asiatic brown bear. The following is Sir Samuel Baker's account of these bears. He says, When I was in California, Experienced informants told me that no true grizzly bear was to be found east of the Pacific Slope, and that Lord Coke was the only Britisher who had ever killed a real grizzly in California. There are numerous bears of three if not four kinds in the Rocky Mountains. These are frequently termed grizzlies, but it is a misnomer. The true grizzly is far superior in size, but of similar habits, and its weight is from 1,200 pounds to 1,400 pounds. After giving various reasons for believing this to be a fair weight, Sir Samuel Baker adds that this weight is equivalent to that of an English cart horse. There are certainly three Rocky Mountain bears, the grizzly, the brown and the small black bear. There is probably also another, a cross between the black and the brown. It is ridiculous to say that the brown bears which come to eat the refuse on the dust heaps of the hotels in the Yellowstone Park and let ladies photograph them are savage grizzly bears. The Syrian Bear This bear, which figures in the story of Elisha, is a variety of the brown bear. It is found from the Caucasus to the mountains of Palestine and is a smaller animal than the true brown bear, weighing about 300 pounds. The fur in summer is of a mixed rusty colour, with a whitish collar on the chest. It steals the grapes on Mount Horeb and feeds upon ripe fruits, apples, chestnuts, corn, and the like. It is then ready to face the long winter sleep. End of section 24.